Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, today we're going to be talking about mom guilt. Said a little bit on Instagram uh, before I came into the studio today because I was thinking about it, and it's so much that we deal with when we become parents because we are raising little human beings and you know they never go away and we have to raise them in every stage and we have to make sure we're doing it right we're doing it biblically we're doing this we're doing that uh, i'll give you a few of my own personal life examples today throughout uh, but i'm just going to let you know that mom guilt it's real but it's also from the enemy because we don't need to feel like I said at the beginning, hey Faith, any bit of guilt unless you're doing something wrong. Unless you're doing something wrong and there's sin involved, uh, mom guilt is not something that we should have a burden on our shoulders. The deception of guilt is subtle, it's gradual, and what does it send the message of? That you're, that you're not enough that you're not enough for the situation. Hey, Danielle, you're, you're, not, a, you're not enough for your kids. You're not enough, uh, you know, even for your spouse. You got to have your spouse to have your kids. And so, <laughs> and you're, you're, just that you're not enough. It's that message. It's a constant message and reminder, you're not enough. And like I said, it's subtle. It's gradual. It creeps up on you. It's not like as soon as you ha- are holding your baby, then it's like, boom, it falls on you. It's with every decision. It's with every stage. It's with every, you know, year, months, days as it passes. What you're doing. Am I doing the right thing for my kids? Am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Uh, am I providing enough? Am I, you know, I, I look at this other mom and look how she's so organized and... <laughs> just made me think when we were walking last night uh tiffany and i walked past a house and their garage looked amazing amazing it looked nothing like my garage nothing like my garage i don't even know what happens in my garage i try to organize it i try to say hey here's where all the bikes go here's where the scooters go hey this is where the toys go look at these shelves we can utilize these shelves that we have in the garage Uh, but yet somehow it's like um a tornado every time someone besides me walks into my well not tiffany everyone besides me and my family walks into the garage and then all of a sudden it's like a Tasmanian devil just went through it and I'm walking yesterday last night and we're walking through the neighborhood and this house had their garage open and um it oh it was perfect like the, all the hooks by the door all the backpacks <laughs> all the backpacks were hung up so nice and then they had like this shelving on the bottom and I, probably like shoes and then you got one for the you know, sports equipment and one for this. And I'm, I'm like, that is amazing. That is so nice. That's not my life. <laughs> that looks great. And I'm so happy for them. And as bad as I want it, I just, I laugh at it this now because there's two ways to go about it. Is that kind of stuff that's going to get me out of my joy? not having my kids' bags, beach bags, uh, whatever I have in there, all lined up perfectly in a row. Is that like now my whole night has a, a wet blanket on it? Now I feel like I have failed. Like my kids are gonna walk in the garage and see how our garage is and then go to someone else's house and see how that is and they're just gonna shake my head and they're, my mom, she's such a failure. I mean, and, and that's what we think our kids are thinking. Okay, so you're looking at uh, Instagram or your friend, you know, I, I have, I have friends. Uh, yes, I have friends. I have friends. <laughs> I have friends that are amazing with arts and crafts and some of their homeschool stuff. I mean, I see pictures of their, their homeschool. Okay, here's one, Bethany Hooker. If you ever saw the room that she made for her um, kids for homeschooling, it's amazing. it's so ideal it's so ideal and I would love to have Bethany Hooker's um, homeschooling uh, room 
and that's something that could totally get me down. My kids could be thinking, well, why don't I have my own cubby? Why don't I have my own cabinets? Why don't I have this? Okay, so in our mind, that, yes, he did, Bethany, I love it. I, I wish I had a picture of it to show it today. It's amazing. Um, but I could take what I see in someone else's realm or world or uh, what Bethany's husband has done, and then this is what happens. Then, I, oh, my husband, my husband doesn't build anything. Like, I'm being serious right now. That, that's not like an example. My husband doesn't build anything. He'll draw on your sweatshirt. He just doesn't build anything. He doesn't install fans. He doesn't paint. He doesn't hang pictures or, you know. So then I can now, I'm comparing Bethany's husband to Ted. And it, it, that's what I'm saying. This facade, this, what other people are thinking weighs so heavy on people that it will change the atmosphere that you're in. Then you're starting to feel bad about your husband. You're starting to feel bad about your kids. And I'm not doing enough. I don't have what she has. And we're spiraling out of control on mom guilt that now has become gradual and a constant, you're not enough. A constant, I didn't make the right decisions. Shoot, are my kids going to turn out Good, so we have um, our hope in the wrong things. We put our hope in the title of, and not everyone's a stay-at-home mom. So when I say we put our hope in our title, some, you know, when I go off to work, am I a bad mom because I go off to work? Am I a bad mom because my kid has to go here during the day because I am helping to provide for my family? That's a, that's a heavy mom guilt that we have. Well, look at, you know, we, we, we should never put anything out of our grasp. We should never say, uh, I wish I was a stay-at-home mom too, but I can't because I have to go to work. Well, then we have to change our mindset, and I won't go off too far on an avenue, but we have to change our mindset. Why can't God provide you something to work from home? That's what I said when I did my homeschooling. If there's a desire in your heart, which I just talked about on Monday. If there's a desire in your heart to do something, let's catch the vision of it that God has for us to bring it right into our hands, to bring it right in front of us. Let's do that. Nothing is out of our grasp. Nothing is out of our reach. When you are a spirit-filled Christian, when you are uh, operating by the Holy Ghost, when you're operating the way God has you to, you're victorious in every area. So we have to apply that term. We have to apply that confession. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am victorious. Um, you know, God has a perfect plan for my life. You know, all these things that we confess, well, we kind of only keep it in like one area, you know, and we don't like put, interject that confession into all areas. So you're a stay-at-home mom now? Great, we're gonna own that title by the end of this broadcast. You're a working mom out there in the workforce? Great, we're gonna own that title by the end of this broadcast. Because we're not going to leave this broadcast thinking we have this mom guilt, that we can't do anything. I'm gonna cover a few things. I'm gonna talk about mom guilt in how we do things with our kids. I'm gonna talk a little bit about mom guilt and some decisions that we've made. I'm going to give you guys a, a, a information on a decision that I have made uh, when Brooklyn was born. And the thing is, not everyone might agree with it. Not everybody might think I'm right. But when you get to know me, you realize that <laughs> I don't really care because I'm going to abide by the Word of God for my family. And that's what we have to get. Mom guilt leaves. Mom guilt disintegrates. Mom guilt gets destroyed when... We understand our, our identity in Christ, and we know we only have one person to please and obey, right? And families all around us, our friends, our families that we know, are going to make different decisions. But these decisions are going to be based on an instruction from the Lord for them, okay? 
So we put our hope and title in things like work. What's our title? Some of us feel like I have to have a job outside of the home because it puts me in a place. It puts me in a title. I have a card. You know, you got a business card. You've made it. You know, I, I will make you a business card if you're a stay-at-home mom. I'll make you one. I'll send it to you. If that, if if your um, identity is in a business card, well, that's easy. You can print one off of your computer. So we put so much trust. We put so much identity in our work, our title. How about we put our hope and title? We have to make sure all the dishes are done all the time. And they have to be done before I go to bed. We put all this pressure on us. And we have the laundry. And the clothes are folded. And the house has to be cleaned. And how am I going to do that? How am I going to hang out with my kids? How am I going to have time for them? How am I going to balance this? That's like a number one question out there. How am I going to balance everything? Because I need time with the Lord. I need time with my kids. You know, we will burn, as moms, we will burn ourselves out because we feel like we have to say yes to everything from the pressure of society, from the pressure of, are you engaged? Are you saying yes to every field trip? Are you saying yes to every sport? Are you saying yes to every, what is the thing in school? It's like PE, PEO, no, not PEO, PTA, <laughs> Public Teacher Association. <laughs> Parent teacher. I said public. <laughs> As you see, my kids have only been homeschooled, and I don't even remember from when I was in school what that means. Okay, so um, we need to understand that all those pressures, PTO, is it PTO? Oh no, Bethany Hooker said PTO. You're a homeschool mom too. I don't trust you either, Bethany. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you so much. Um, and so we, we, we have all these pressures and this mom guilt pressured into saying yes to everything. Pressured, pressured. I'm not a good enough mom unless I'm a part of this. I'm not a good enough mom unless I uh, come up with uh, fresh baked cookies. Well, what if you're the mom that just brings in cookies that are baked from the grocery store? Okay, so both moms are wonderful. Might be a different approach, but it works. And you have to realize your kids, this is what I, I tell moms all the time, especially when it gets to um, really overthinking what kids need, need uh, when you're in a situation like homeschooling or going to school, it's, it's just like kids aren't thinking that. You know, I actually used to think that. I used to kind of get down on myself because I was like, man, um, that mom, she just, those crafts are amazing. Why didn't I think of that? Why am I not in my backyard? Now, these are things I'd like to do and maybe I will do them before the end of the year, but it's like, I, w I wanted to kind of have a little garden in the back with Brooklyn. She likes to grow, so I got to figure out, you know, when we can start a little garden or when we can do this, when we can do that. It's not that I don't like the stuff, but then I have to realize I'm not going to let the pressures of those thoughts and things I'd like to do to overwhelm me and make me feel like I'm a bad mom. Brooklyn is not up at night thinking that, <laughs> it's not <laughs> sorry my kids are my kids are with me today I feel so guilty I had to bring them to the studio <laughs> um, that I, you know my kids are not up at night saying and laying in bed after I sang to them and said prayers and left them looking at the oh my mom I, you know, I just wish she was a little more crafty. Lord Jesus, can you please make my mom more crafty? <laughs> you know, my kids are not. So our, uh, Abigail said, yep, often our expectations are higher for ourselves than theirs are. And it's not that I want you to lower expectations, but we don't need to let that 
uh, feeling, that wet blanket feeling that you're not good enough creep in for that very reason. Because your kids are not thinking those things about you. Um, if you are, you know, selling yourself on the corner, then yeah, they might be praying to God saying, Mom, Lord, can you make my mom not do those things? So see what I mean? We can blow up. We can blow up these thoughts in our minds and in our heads. So we know the devil's the deceiver. He's the father of lies. I, I tell you guys that all the time. He tells us we're guilty when we're not. He tells us we're bad when we're not. He tells us we're not enough when that's not the case. And he paints a picture, I wrote down, of an unachievable image of motherhood in our head. He'll paint that picture. He'll paint a nasty picture of an unachievable. We're never going to get to that. You're not good enough. And, you know, your kids are ruined. They're not going to get what they, the world will make you feel like, I don't have enough money to do this for my kids. My kids are going to feel left out. I don't have enough for this. My finances aren't exactly where I want it to be. I can't provide this for my kids. Now I don't know how my kids are going to turn out. And all of that is a lie from the deceiver. And he uses guilt, the enemy uses guilt at not achieving what we want in our motherly roles to paralyze and overwhelm us. He's going to try to make you feel overwhelmed. And we are in absolute control of not feeling overwhelmed. We say yes too much. We let other people talk us into things. We have the pressures of society. And it all stems back to, hey, does the word of God say this about me? What is my identity? What is my role? You know, when I first um, got that revelation of um, if motherhood was it, if this is all I did was get on the road and sit in the back of a service and make sure my kids served Jesus and make sure my kids loved the Lord and make sure they were going to heaven and making sure they were full of joy, they were kind to others, they walked in love. If that was the only job I ever had in life, that that was what God entrusted me to, that I need to make sure I'm doing it right and with all of my ability. If God's called you to run as a CEO, get out there and do it and be a mother, you're absolutely able to balance it. You can't let the deceiver give you and paint this picture of something that's unachievable. All right, number one, don't discount where God has placed you. Don't discount where God has placed you and don't overthink it. Sorry. Um, find joy in discovering how God will be able to use the exact place you are for his glory. Figure that out for a second. I'm going to read that again. I know it was kind of like a, a long point that I wrote down. Uh, I'm not really giving keys. But listen, don't discount where God has placed you and don't overthink it. Everything is a season in your life. Everything is a season. And you have to make the best out of it, and you can, and there's going to be production in it as long as you read Psalm 1. Go there on your own time, but read Psalm 1. So don't discount where God has placed you, and don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Find joy in discovering how he'll be able to use the exact place you are for his glory. And so I started thinking about uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31. Uh, 1031 says, so, uh, let's see, is that what I had? I don't feel like that's what I had earlier, but now I'm going to have to figure it out. Oh yeah. Yeah. First Corinthians 1031, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of God. If it's cleaning up spilled milk, don't feel guilty about it. 
Don't feel guilty that you feel like you have no life. Do it all for the glory of God. If you're out running to work nine to five, don't feel guilty about it. God's gifted your mind. God's gifted your ability. Do it all for the glory of God. It's possible to balance it all. It's possible to do it all. Do it all for the glory of God. When you uh, get to that point where you say, it is all for the glory. It is all for God. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what anyone else does. It makes your decisions a whole lot easier. Makes your decisions a whole lot easier. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do. All your decisions for your family. For your family. Now, let's not get down on our feather, uh, fellow moms. We can be so brutal. Can I get an amen? Or you've had an experience to you. Moms can be brutal. It's you're not doing good enough. Why aren't you giving your kid this food? Why aren't you breastfeeding? Why aren't you taking them here? You know, why aren't you giving them this? Why aren't you putting them in school or out of school? Uh, different things like that. We can be so brutal to other moms. And we've got to cut that out. We've got to cut that out because you don't know what God has instructed them to do for their family. Every family is going to get a different instruction from God. Not, I don't mean like from like out of the Ten Commandments or out of based on the Word of God, but the Lord could speak to me on how to address something or do something with my child and not the same for somebody over here. So I don't need to look down on them unless it's like, you know, some kind of sinful thing. But if it's a decision within their family, I don't need to give them a hard time or look down on them. That's because that's something that they took out of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Seek his will and all you do and he'll show you which path to take. There was decisions that we have made in my children's lives that people haven't liked, aren't going to like, are going to continue to dislike Christian and non-Christian. And at the end of the day, the reason it doesn't bother me and the reason they can't talk me out of it is because I got a direct instruction from the Holy Spirit on what to do. Example, I'll let you guys know. My kids are not vaccinated. Now, I don't mean with this new vaccine that's out. I mean, in general. Now, here's the kicker. <laughs> I've done no research on it. I haven't cared to do any research on it. The only instruction I got was when Brooklyn was born, I got a huge check in my spirit. When I was sitting in the rocking chair, nursing her to bed, I had, she was just a couple weeks old and I got a huge check in my spirit. And I was like, all right, Lord, this, and I even said to the Lord, I said, Lord, this is going to be a big deal for people that are around me. And I don't mean like my husband and my parents, just society in general, right? There's so much pressure out there with society. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to make this decision based on an instruction from you. Lord, help me to not cave. Help me to be strong. Help me to not care. And boy, has he helped in every way. I'll get comments. When the, when the girls went to preschool in Virginia Beach, I had to fill out a religious exemption form. The lady taking the form, she had to give her two cents worth. And I just smiled and was like, and then in my mind, when I walk to the car, it's like, <laughs> I would be a fool to listen to you over the powerful guide, the Holy Spirit, that God has sent into my life. And so when you get that kind of 
strength, when you get that kind of boldness, decisions made for your family. Now, some of you may be watching, have vaccinated your kids with, you know, the chicken pox, all, all the, not, not talking about the COVID-19 one, the, the regular vaccinations uh, that have been around for years. Now, you may have been thinking, well, I didn't, I don't think it's bad, I don't. Okay, well, you didn't get an instruction, you didn't get a pause, and that's, that's what you feel. So I'm not, I'm not gonna knock you down because of it. And so I have to realize, and I think that way, well, that was a decision that was made by that family and that, and it is what it is. It's not my family. It's not my, not, I have enough going on. So I, it's best if people just backed off from other people. Like, don't, doesn't everyone have enough going on? I have enough to take care of. I have enough to watch over. I have enough to be in charge of. I have enough to raise and make sure they're going in the right direction. I don't need to be focusing on other people's kids and their decisions and what they've done and, and things like that. And so you have to stick to your guns. You have to stick to what God has told you, don't feel guilty by the pressures of society. Don't feel guilty by what other moms and other people are coming at you and thinking you're not good enough and thinking you're not doing it right. Don't, don't do that. Um, here is 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Every thought that's going to tear you down as a person, that's going to make you feel sad, every thought that's going to make you feel fearful, every thought that's going to make you think you're not good enough as a mom, that your kids aren't good enough, your husband's not good enough, what you do is not good enough, your job's not good enough, all of that needs to be taken captive. It needs to be shut down. And that's exactly what you do. You have to destroy it. You have to take every thought captive and say, listen, it's going to obey Christ. It's going to obey what the word of God says about me. It's going to obey Christ rather than the deceiver to tell me lies and to fill my head with it. Number two, put com comparisons with other moms. Kill it. Put it to rest. That's what I just said. Put it to rest. You have to find your complete identity in the status that God has given to you. Just like that aha moment, that moment of revelation, that if the only thing I ever do, if I never homeschooled, if I never did the studio, if I never uh, you know, became a preacher, if I never had what I'm doing, if I never wrote a book, if I never did anything else, if I never did anything else, what God has told me to do is more than enough. That's what we have to get at the end of the day, is more than enough. We cannot do comparisons with other moms. It's got to be squashed. It's got to be squashed. Um, your status as a child of God is before your occupational status. Whatever you do, whatever your work is, that's what your identity has to be known as. Okay, number three, stop thinking you'll constantly mess up. This is a thought we always have. Did I mess up? You know, when we get a word, like I did about my kids in, in vaccines, and, you know, and everyone would, will send me research. And I've had that before, especially when I talk about it. And everyone sends me this. And I appreciate uh, you taking the time to do it, but I, I really won't read it because I don't care. I don't, I don't care enough to research it because I already know who told me what to do about it. And so that's how we have to get. And we have to stop thinking I'm going to mess up. When you make a decision like that for your family, don't think you've messed up. When you listen to the Holy Spirit, He's never going to lead you down a bad path. He's never going to lead you and steer you in the wrong direction. We have to be confident, confident in our parenting, confident in what God's called you to do, confident in your love, confident in your joy, confident in your identity in Christ and your walk with the Lord. When you boast that confidence, your parenting skills uh, go to entirely new heights. When you boast that confidence, 
your parenting will take a turn for the better. So stop thinking you'll constantly mess up. Rather than living in continual fear of messing up, you've got to take hold of what the Bible says, the message, what God has said. I mean, everyone's like, well, when you become a parent, same with a wife, when you become a wife, when you become a parent, there's not really a, a manual, you know, there's books out there. But I mean, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing that like even Christians can say because there is a manual. This is a manual on how to live your life, how to parent, how to be the best parent, how to be a guilt-free parent, how to be the best wife, how to be the best at everything, how to be full of faith, how to walk in authority. There is a manual for everything that we step into in life. There's a manual for it, and it's the Word of God. So we have to stop thinking that we will constantly mess up. Because it's almost like the world has a set up to fail anyway. They're always, they always want you to fail. They, they make money off of your failure. They make money off of everything. Your sicknesses, your uh, anxiety. They make money off of your failures. And now you got to see a psychologist and a therapist and, and all of this stuff. And you need to get into these self-help books. It's constantly, they, they will it, thrive off of you failing. That is not what the Word of God does. Uh, Brooke says, I'm a first-time mom due in February, and the Holy Spirit has been revealing so much to me about pregnancy, labor, and delivery that I can truly have everything He has said in His Word. And, and that's another thing, too, when you're pregnant. Everybody wants to give you your two cents worth. Everybody wants to give you a horror story. Everybody wants to tell you how to have a kid. Everyone wants to tell you, have a supernatural childbirth. Okay, if that works for you and it's something you're believing for, then, then go for it. If it's something you're not believing for, that's okay too. This is what I'm trying to get out today is this guilt of, am I doing it the right way? We've got to let that go in our mind. We have exploded that in our mind and then we feel like we're a failure. Everyone's pushing me to have a supernatural childbirth. Everybody this. Everyone's shoving books down my throat. It's just nothing that I really desired, okay? But I'm going to do it. Why? Now, so why are you going to do it? Because it was a desire of your heart? Because the Lord guided you to do it that way? Or was it the pressure of everybody telling you that's the only way you have to have a kid and that's the best way and this and that, okay? Or vice versa. You know, you're not a bad mom because you had an epidural and had your kid that way. You're not a bad mom for doing supernatural childbirth. You've got to relinquish those thoughts because they're going to come at you hard and they're going to come at you. You got to do it this way and you got to do it that way. And that baby has to be wrapped in a certain blanket or it's not going to sleep well and it's got to wear a certain diaper or so you've got to do what works for your family, your family. You've got to get this pressure of society out of your head. And so rather than living in continual fear of messing up, you're going to take hold of what the Word of God says and what He says for your life and over your family and your decisions. Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Don't have a mentality of I'm going to constantly mess up. I'm going to mess my kids up. Have a mentality of I can do this. I can do everything through Christ. When I do it through Christ, there's no crisis. When I do it through Christ, I can't mess up. When I do it through Christ, the impossible becomes possible. When I do it through Christ... I'm a victor. I wear the victor's crown. So you have to take that verse and apply it to everything. Everything. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do homeschooling. I can have a job and be a great mom and be there for my kids. I can do this and be present all 
the time for my children. We can do it all. It's literally about finding the balance and finding uh, how the Word of God's going to help you. We, we tend to get these verses that we've heard our whole life. And like I said at the beginning, we apply them only to certain areas of our life. But everything, it, it should be applied to everything. You're, are you a sucky cook? Well, just start declaring, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and then become a really good cook for your family. We don't, we don't need to just apply the Bible verses to big spiritual things in our life. Let's apply them to everyday things that happen on an everyday scale, every day that we deal with on our daily life. All right. Make a decision. Don't feel bad for making it. I talked about this one is going to be something that we have all um, dealt with before I wrap it up. Self-care guilt as a mom. Self-care guilt. So we've had the guilt of pressure from society. We've had the talked about guilt from pressure of other moms and thinking what's right and not right. Now we're doing self care guilt oh it's so hard it is so hard because as a mom what do we feel like we do everything if if we leave and have a moment to ourselves everything is going to fall apart everything's going to fall apart that's what we think that's what we think the fact that it's going to happen it's not all right so you come home and your husband didn't do everything that you do that's perfect and and the control factor sets in and now we have a fight and you fed the kids what oh wait you let them do this oh wait they didn't clean up after themselves are you kidding me you let them huh wear what do what and, and, and even not with their husband if you do it with the babysitter and we've got to relinquish that we have got to take time and have self-care. What good are we as a mom? What kind of decisions are we going to make when we're tired and we're at our wits end? What kind of wife are we going to be when we're tired and at our wits end? We're not going to be the proper wife. We're not going to be the biblical wife that God's called us in this unity of marriage, which maybe I should do a broadcast coming up on something with, with uh, marriage and, and husbands. But we're, we have to have self-care. We have to take care of ourselves certain ways. Alone time. We need alone time. Moms, it's okay to go get your nails done. It's okay to go to the bookstore. Go to Barnes & Noble. Sit down, read, grab a coffee. Just go somewhere alone. Walk around the mall. Walk. Walk outside, walk around a park, go alone. It's okay. They will survive and so will you. They'll survive, you'll survive. But everybody needs the moment of alone time. Go have alone time. It's a refuel for yourself. When you're, we have all these devices. We live off devices. Everything's a device. And we take more care of our devices and making sure that the battery is charged rather than ourselves. We will run ragged. We will go to empty and beyond. We will go, er, batteries have been dead for a while. Need to be changed. But as soon as an iPad gets to like 30% or our phone can't be in the red battery, it gotta be in the green part, it can't be in the red, something's gonna happen. We are immediately plugging that in, setting it aside, letting it rest, letting it recharge so it can be useful again. So self-care, we have to go and get useful again as a mom, as a wife. We have to do this. And so alone time is good. Go do it. What if everyone is not on board with you doing that? Well, what's everyone, Bethany? Is that like the husband is not on board with you doing that? Um, is there like a vote in the family? Like, 
they sit on the table around the table and the dad and the kids are like we're not okay with you going <laughs> and that's it like when you say everyone is it is it the husband has a problem with it to, to be honest that would be ridiculous because the husband benefits from it <laughs> if a tired wife let's just say for another broadcast but a tired wife isn't going to want to do things when there's a time to do things versus somebody who is a little more on the energetic side. Catch my drift, ladies. <laughs> my kids are sitting over here, so we'll save that for another day. Um, mostly the husbands, or mostly the husband. Yeah, well, I just said it, Bethany, the husband would benefit to go and have, for you to have a little bit of alone time and recharge, totally, 100%. And he should, he should. If he wanted to go do it, he would go do it. And, and, and the wife should totally get some alone time. Uh, two, time with God, devotion and prayer. T time with God, devotion and prayer is a must. This is self-care for you. This will make you the best mom, the best woman, the best wife. This will make you the best all around. It's imperative for self-care. Alone time, also need time with God, prayer and devotion. You also um, need to be with your friends. I put friendships. It's good to go out. It's good to say, hey, can I have an adult conversation for a little bit? doesn't even matter if we talk about anything that's of substance. It's just you're not talking about um, cartoons or uh, Roblox or watching somebody play Minecraft or making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You just get to sit there. It's like you get to think. You get to just talk an adult conversation. We have to do that. It stirs our brain. It stirs our creative side. Get with somebody else that's creative. Get with somebody who's full of faith. Get with somebody who's doing something that's going to encourage you. You got to get, get out because it, it lights us up. It gets us going. It starts us thinking. It lets us step into other purposes that God has for us. You have to... I know, Leslie, when Maddie tries to show me Minecraft, I'm like, ah, <laughs> it makes me so dizzy. She's so fast about it. And I'm like, that's amazing. You've built 3,500 worlds. Wow. No, it's, it's really awesome. But I'm just saying, like, I've got to get out of the Minecraft realm for a little bit. I need to go talk with a... Um, yeah, Susan said, grocery shopping alone is not self-care. Sometimes it can be because then you don't have other little grabby hands throwing things into the baskets. Oh, can I grab this? Can I grab this? Can I grab this? Uh, into the basket, it's almost like, oh, I get to go up and down the aisle and pick what I want. Um, and then I'm going to show you in Mark 6, 30 through 32, a rest day. Even Christ rested he said, get away from everything, put it down, stop. This was uh, at the part where they're getting ready to do the miracle of the fish and the loaves. Mark 6, 30 through 32, the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Okay, isn't this cool? Jesus didn't say, oh, well, that is awesome. Praise God. <laughs> Praise my name. Praise my name. That's great. Look at all that miracles that you did. Look at, look at what you did. He literally responded to them and he said, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. Hey, who's been that mom? Me. I make food for everybody else for lunch, and then by the time I'm done, I'm like, well, I do not want to make myself lunch. I don't even eat. Then you don't eat. Then you're like grumpy later. You're hangry. You know, we've been there. We, we've all been there. Um, for many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. They had just done miracles. They had just performed, I mean, they have just did something so great. And Jesus didn't even acknowledge that. All he cared about was their rest. 
he knew they were going to be no good, no good as disciples, no good representing Jesus, no good being the followers that he needed, the men in his life that he needed. They weren't going to be any good. And he said, listen, go, stop, go rest. And so us as moms, we have to have that self-care. We have to take that time to rest. You need to have a rest day. You need to just, hey, listen, I, I get how hard it is. It is so hard for me to sit down. Many times I don't even sit down until dinner at night. Um, you know, even with homeschooling, I'm, I'm all around the place. But, but I've, I've learned over the years, there has to be a rest day. There has to be a rest day. You have to force yourself to take a rest day. You've got to rejuvenate that battery. You've got to bring your energy back up. You've got to clear your mind. You've got to be ready, be present for your kids, be present for your husband. And so we have to take this uh, mom guilt that we feel, this am I enough? Am I making the right decisions? Am I doing this right? And if there's any questions that you have, we have to focus our attention on the Word of God. What does it say? Not the pressures of society, not what other people have have said about it, not their opinions. We have to go to the truth of God's Word because guilt is nothing you should feel unless you're sinning. So raising your kids is not a sin. Loving them is not a sin. Being joyful, doing fun things with them is not a sin. So we have to make sure our guilt is only there when the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, this is something you're not supposed to be doing. You need to ask for forgiveness on this. But not when it comes to raising our precious family that God's given to you. Not when it comes to being a wife. And we have to make sure we have no guilt when it comes to self-care. Like I said, what good are we if we're strung out because we're tired we're annoyed we're frustrated we're not going to be good to our friends we're not going to be good to our co-workers we're not going to be good to our husband we're not going to be good to our kids leslie says as a single mother who works but the lord has given me a day here and there to rest and i don't feel bad about it and you shouldn't and that's what it is You know, the world makes you feel that way. I got the grind, the grind, the grind. You know, you hear that all the time. If you're someone that just wants to take a day off, they're like, oh, guess she's lazy. Guess she's just doing whatever. She doesn't work hard. We have literally got to rebuke those thoughts, take them captive, take them captive, and make sure our thoughts are obeying Christ and what the Word of God says. And that wet blanket of guilt that wet blanket of did you make the right decisions that the Holy Spirit led you to will lift and you can make things, you know, carefree. I don't mean like you don't care, but just like carefree and, and you're, you're just like, well, this is what the Lord said for my family. I'm good to go. This is what's best. This is what works. I'm not going to compare myself. I'm not going to look at what other people are doing, what other moms are doing, how fantastic they are. If they are great Encourage them, compliment them, and you do you. You do you, let them do them, and you do you because God entrusted you to the children that you have, not to somebody else. God entrusted you. So keep looking at your family here, not other families here. Keep looking at what God gave you as a gift, not what other people have. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the revelation of your word. Thank you, Lord, that you are uh, given us the Holy Spirit that can lead us and guide us into all truth, your word says. Thank you that we don't have to feel guilty or condemnation about being the best parent, the best mom that you have for us to be to our children, Lord. What you've given to us is a gift, and we have promised from the very beginning we will do our best. Lord, speak to us, guide us. 
when we call out to you, when we need help, you're there for us. You answer and lead us and guide us to, to know what you have for our family, for our kids individually, because each and every kid is different. Thank you that you've created us to be the best family life, the best parent for our children. Lord, we're not going to care anymore what society says about our job. We're not going to care what society says, uh, period. We're only going to go by the holy word of God. What your word says is the absolute truth. Everyone else is opinion. And we're going to let it fall to the wayside. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for every mom watching that you are giving them supernatural strength to carry out the job that they have. Whether it be a stay-at-home mom, homeschool mom, a mom in the workplace, Lord, that you've given each and every one the ability to balance with wisdom and guidance, to balance their home life, to balance their daily activities, Lord, to be the best mom, to be the best instructor to their children, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for hanging out with me today. I pray you were encouraged by this. I pray that you uh, will learn to throw off comparison, throw off what society tries to shove down our throats, and make the decision based on what God has simply, simply given to you because at the end of the day at the end of the day it's done for his glory like i said in first corinthians at the beginning it's done for his glory and that's all that matters is that he gets the glory and that he's pleased with us with what we do daily with our family i love you guys so much um back again tomorrow will be 10 in the morning live from massachusetts Make sure you check it out. And then I'll be back with you Friday at two o'clock uh, for Carolyn's Friday Favorites along with the word. I love you guys, I really do. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me in the afternoon. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you at the end. Talk to you later, bye.